This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. edition of the Miller's Edge here on the Tide 100.9 and WTBC, right? 12.30 a.m. We are rocking and rolling on the dial just for you that you can get us however you want to get us. Also, you can download that app. It's free. Tide 100.9, just download that. You can take us wherever you go. To and from work, if you're traveling like I do a whole lot, you can ride and hear all the shows. Start with Martin Houston early in the morning, Wimp and Barry. Then you got the Gary Harris show, then yours truly, the Miller's Edge, and my man Ron Fowler will drive you home from 2 to 6. So we got your Bama covered all day, every day, as they say. We're sponsored by our good friends from the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Thank those guys for being a big supporter of the Miller's Edge. And Christian Miller, who's in Tuscaloosa, I'm back home now in Columbia, South Carolina. And Justin Jones behind the glass. I believe Noah's hanging out there, too, as well. So we got you covered. 205-342-9904. A lot to get into on the program today. We'll continue now to make that turn and journey towards Arkansas. And look at this matchup. What does the Tide need to do to get this win at home? It's homecoming. It's an early game for you tailgaters out there. Make sure you got some. Do they have Bojangles in Tuscaloosa? I'm not sure. Um, but uh, they have Bojangles there. We like to call it Boangles. They'll get you some chicken and biscuits because Bojangles is right here at the stadium at, at the University of South Carolina. I mean, it's a big deal. So tailgate is going to be breakfast, some ham sandwiches, and, you know, all that good stuff, some biscuits and coffee. Make sure you got all of that. It might be a little bit cool uh, during, when the, the game starts. So uh, have a good time. I won't be at this game a little bit too early, but we do have the pregame shows. Uh, what time are we going to do that, Christian? Speaking of that. 6 a.m. Central, Central time. So 7 yeah. my time? Yes, sir. Uh, on Saturday morning? Early. Yes, sir. So you probably, won't be, you, you probably won't be. I might not make it this round. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, uh, so I, might, mean, I, mean, I might, might get the second hour. The second hour brought to you in part by the pastor of brain. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we'll see, man. I mean, you know, the wife got the girl trip, right? I came home. She's getting everything going down. Final trip for the year at the beach house down in Paula's Island. So her and about seven ladies are going down tomorrow till uh, Sunday. Um, and then I'm basically got to do some things here. I got to 
the uh, Hall of Fame, University of South Carolina Athletics Hall of Fame, uh, tomorrow, which, you know, being a member now of that, I got to I got to get my coat taken up today because it's way, way too big, which is a good sign means I'm losing weight. And so I got to get that fixed because I got that tomorrow night and I got TV. Uh, and then Friday, uh, yeah, I got a busy, busy. Uh, one of my buddies passed away in Charleston. He owns several restaurants here in town and down in Augusta. These big T-Bones. If you go over to the Masters, you see T-Bones uh, right there in Washington, I believe. He, he'd been doing that for years, so he, he passed away. So we got his his uh, celebration on Friday. So I'll be in Charleston, and it's going to be crazy. I got a crazy weekend. Anyway, Christian, how you doing, man? That's enough of my I'm life, good. I guess. No, nah, you definitely got a busy week, but no, nah, I'm I'm good. You know, here in Tuscaloosa, it's a little, I wouldn't say gloomy, but not not very sunny out right now. I look, I, I'm a big fan of like fall weather, so I do love when it starts getting a little cool. We're slowly approaching that, but we're in that awkward phase right now where it's. It's like you need a hoodie in the morning, but then by like afternoon time, you're just desperate to take it off because it's back to being hot. But um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm excited. You know, I, I'm a big fan of you know October and you know getting close to Halloween and, and that fall time. But um, yeah, no, just hanging out, same old, same old. Like all these dogs running around and being wild. So trying to keep <laughs> trying to yeah, they're wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but yeah. I mean they're great, man. You know, man's best friend. You know, they, they drive me nuts, but. It's it's like a, you know, not a, I wouldn't say love hate relationship, but it's one of those things. But when they're good, I mean they they're angels, right? Then then when they're being bad, you're just like, oh lord, I need to get no 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 no. One of them is because Duke is like a, was a pit bull, is kind of like an angel. Imagine that, and the rest of them are young and crazy, full of energy, jumping off well, cartwheels. Yeah, they're like you a terrible two doodle. <laughs> Justin, you have yeah. dogs. Tell me you don't. Yeah, remember uh, one of my dogs dislocated my shoulder for me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that you got a dog that dogs. beats you up. Christian got a dog that just—I <laughs> mean, so that's what I'm saying. I understand about man's best friend. Like, I got my wife has a little bitty dog, which uh, Maggie, she's all right, but she don't bother me at all. That was crazy. Yours is violent, Justin, who sends you to the hospital. Christian's his dogs are just too much energy and crazy. Way too much energy, but they're yeah, great. So, you know, they are yeah. they, they they really are great. They they keep me company, and it, you know it's fun to watch them get in the backyard, run around, and they they keep each other company. So that that helps a lot. But anyway, um, so I saw Dean Noah is in the building, by the way. So we got Justin Jones, and yep. let me see if I can get something. And my man, he's not Noah's Ark. He's just Noah. So he's in the building. All right, there you go, Noah. All right, let's talk football. First, we got Arkansas Christian. Uh, we got to rush around the SEC. We'll get to in just a little bit. And um, I also want to get, I uh, hate to do this to you, but I do want to get back into the NIL. And I'm, but here's a comment because I don't know if you heard this. I don't know if, of, uh, Justin, maybe we can find this somewhere on YouTube. It's out there where Bob Stoops, I mean, Mark Stoops, the head coach of Kentucky who just got beat down and embarrassed by Georgia, right? Yeah, but I thought they were going to go in there and upset Georgia after they just shut out Florida, who's not a very good football team. And, again, as I tell you, people have all these knee-jerk reactions. And now, oh, Kentucky, I mean, they can match Georgia. And, you know, they got the physicality offensive line. They got Mr. O'Leary, uh, Mr. Leary, excuse me. I called him O'Leary on the, on the tailgate show the other day. But, you know, the transfer from NC State, blah, blah, blah. They got this running back transfer and this receipt. And then they go to Athens and they get completely – just beat down. Woodshed. I mean, that's the woodshed beating, right? The Kentucky fans are all upset, mad, screaming, yelling. 
And Mr. Stoops said basically, hey, fine, y'all want to be mad? But he's like, Georgia, this is the big point, and, and we've heard this before somewhere around Tuscaloosa. Georgia has the ability to buy a lot of players. Keyword, buy. <laughs> so he's like, if y'all want to compete, basically my own words here, you want to compete and win championships and win big games? Well, we need about 85 of those. So I would ask you to pony up and, and, and give some more money. If you want to be like Georgia, then pony up and give some more money. Then, and Justin, I want you to maybe find this too, because I want people to hear. Then he, Shane Beamer, who does his press conference every Tuesday in Columbia, right? He was asked about Mark Stoops' comments. And he doubled down. He basically said, hey, and I'm not using the name of whom he said because I do work for a collective. Not really work for, but I volunteer uh, through the Carolina Rise. So that's who who I, I do things with. But he can't mention Carolina Rise because why? They have, you know, the other company has basically paid a lot of money just to have the rights. I mean, they pay to have the rights. Not that the school chose them. Right, but they pay money to have rights through Learfield, like Yay, Alabama. Right, so here's the point: Shane Beamer doubles down, and he today, hey, please go give, go donate, do this, do that, in the third, because we need more money, and you're gonna take money to compete. So what I'm asking you, Christian, is this is where we are now: schools like South Carolina and Kentucky, right, good football program, solid, but not not above average. They're average. Let's just be real about it. Um, for them to get over the hump, they saying they basically are going out and saying, "Hey, we need some money. Give money if you want to win." Yeah. And South Carolina's struggling right now, right? They're two and three. If you want to win and you want to beat the better teams, then we got to have money to buy players because the word that Stoops used was "buy." So. Is this now where we are? Uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's exactly where we are. I mean, I don't know how I like the term "buy players." Uh, I mean, I get what that's you're saying. Mark Stoops. I mean, and Coach Saban kind of use that word too, right? No, I, and I get it. And, but but here's my thing, right? If 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 all the coaches know that's where we're at, you know, I guess fans know that's where we're at. I'd, I'd imagine. Uh, commissioners and, and board members and everybody a, a part of any type of legislation know where we're at, then why don't they go ahead and just change the rules so there's basically a salary cap? That'll help create a little more parity because I, I get it that you, at first we thought, okay, the rich will get richer, right? Which that is the case majority of the time. But you look at Mizzou, you know, I'm pretty sure they just got like the number one high school recruit or I saw that somewhere uh, or, or a top recruit, one of the top recruits, if not the top recruit. So you look at it from that perspective, you're like, okay, this does allow for a little more parity because if they can, if a school can find the means to, to raise enough funds, they can uh, get in on the action with some of these top players. So I think it can create parity in that sense. However, if we're going to go this route, which we're already on this route, that you're going to have to have some type of legislation that's borderline equivalent to a salary cap, in my opinion. And so I don't know who's going to put that in place. I don't know if it's going to be the NCAA. I mean, I, I mean, somebody, right? But you're going to have to do that, in my opinion, if you want it to be fair, um, or else it's just going to be all over the place, which it, it kind of is right now. I still don't understand why they just 
how they went from when I was in school. You could, I mean, somebody couldn't even buy me a bag of chips if they saw me out. But now, then all of a sudden, now it's like they could offer me, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars to to attend the school while I'm still in high school. Like, I mean, that that's crazy to me. But and then then I saw was it Georgia that recently uh, ruled that they'll allow high school athletes to make Georgia money? passed a law that not high, which I am so so against that. Isn't that ironic? You know, they got that, that quarterback commit that everybody's talking about, Riola, Dylan Riola. He just moved yeah. to Georgia. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Right around the time he just yeah. got there, they happened to pass that. I mean, I, I, look, I'm just saying, I don't know. It, it does seem a little coincidental. But look, all I'm, look, it's, it is what it is. I, I I'm with you. You know, I, I if it, this is just, it's just crazy to me. It's just different. I mean, honestly, this, this, this seems more like college has become. Uh, almost like a, a, instead of it's a pro it's like a developmental now. league. It's like a, yeah, a, a second yeah. pro league, like a developmental league where guys are just being paid. I mean, we might as well offer contracts, salary. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean listen, listen like it's just eventually we'll get there. Probably, I was going to get there, and and I'm, I'm and Justin got me potted up because this is where we are, folks. Again, I want to see every athlete get money because. I understand what the universities and the schools have made off these kids. And we know, as former players, all the work, the hard work. is. And I hate when people say, oh, they already get a free education. No, it is not free because you bust your A to every single day for that school and the popularity of that school and TV rights. And you make the school a lot of money. And for years, they have gotten nothing. So I'm about players being well, then you, a pay. You also don't have time to. You don't have time to work a job if you really. No, they won't let you work a job. I mean, that's the thing. You can't even work a job. So this is the problem. So now you open the doors for the wild, wild west. You got states legislation legislation that, like Georgia, just passed a law that schools are going to cheat even more because when there's a big time recruit, guess what? He's going to be really targeted now. Really, uh, there's going to be boosters that own companies and things, car dealerships or what. You don't think they're going to give that family money, cars, all kinds of deals to go to said school, right? Georgia, for instance, or Georgia Tech or Georgia State, wherever. That they're going to have the opportunity to buy players even the more. And other states can't do it. So there's a problem with that. But let me just give you this real quick. Let's hear first, Justin, what Coach Mark Stoops of Kentucky said uh, one, and it's, I think it was his radio show, about, you know, what it needs, what they need in order to be like Georgia. The other side of that, the, the you know, the, the other side, if you want to do that, it's blame, complain, deny, or make excuses. And we're not going to do that. You know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, fans have that right. I, I give it to them. It, you know, I just encourage them to donate more. Because that's what those teams are doing, and in, in, uh, in, uh, I can promise you, in Georgia, they, they bought some pretty good players. You're allowed to these days, and uh, we could use some help. That's what they look like. You know what I mean? When you have 85 of them, so so uh, I encourage uh, anybody that's disgruntled to, to pony up some more. Well, if you're mad, you mad that you're losing. You mad that you get your butt kicked. Well, here you go, fan base, pony up. Give some more money. Now, just after that, Shane Beamer, right around 1 o'clock uh, Eastern time, he was asked by Phil Cornblue, the friend of my Sports Talk SC, uh, of just about this situation, what Coach Stu said. And here's what Shane Beamer, head coach of the University of South Carolina, had to say. Um, I was waiting for somebody to answer, ask me that. 
not I'm shocked it was you, Phil. Um, as well, great question though, and a great and it is a great question. Um, I did see that comment last night from uh, from Coach Stoops. You know, I don't know. I can't speak for his program. I can't speak for the Georgia program, uh, but. NIL is certainly a major factor, not just in college football, but all across college athletics right now in every sport, whether it be with Coach Staley and her women's team or Coach Paris or Coach Kingston or uh, Bill McDonald and Kaylin Anderson on golf and on and on and on. I mean, I can name all the, the sports here at Carolina. NIL is is, is part of it, and, um, and particularly with young men and women that are transferring from a school for different reasons as well. And, you know, all I would say is it's, is it something that, uh, we're going to be very active in? I want what's best for our players. I'll make every phone call, speak to every group I possibly can when it comes to, uh, raising money for our guys from an NIL standpoint. The Garnet Trust here, I've, after both wins this year, if you've noticed on social media, I, as soon as I meet with you guys after the games, I go and meet with, uh, the, the post game radio with Todd Ellis. Jump in the shower and then uh, walk outside to the 50-yard line at Williams-Brice and, and tape our weekly television show, which I hope everybody's tuning into on Sunday nights on television and then uh, Sunday mornings, I think, on Bally Sports. But then as soon as that's over, the last two, both home games, or both wins this year, I've done something for the Garnet Trust, you know, and, and made a video that we pumped out on social media encouraging fans to give. And uh, that is the name of the game. And whether you agree with nil don't agree with nil if uh you want to win at the highest level and you want to win championships like we do here at carolina we're gonna have to uh be very active from an nil standpoint collective standpoint and that is the garnet trust uh, for us so we've got some people that have done some great things for our student athletes and thankful for them and frankly we need more of them as well so absolutely i hear coach stoops and what he's saying and and i'm grateful for our fans and every amount of money that they give to this university this football program paying money to come to games at williams bryce stadium but for those that have the ability uh to give we need you for sure so uh, we got to hit a break but i want y'all to hear that right because here's you know mark stoops kentucky south carolina shane beamer two middle of the road football teams and that's my school and i'm proud of my university but now we got coaches head coaches that's basically going out there and just saying hey we got to have money and it's almost like we're building up excuses. This is what bothers me because it's like if we don't have the money, we can't compete. And so now there's a built-in excuse. Not saying that either one of these guys are doing this, but you can see where I'm going with this, right? Uh, and there's no doubt that you got to have money to compete. If you're going to get the best players, I don't care what kind of indoor facility you got and and what your Garnet Walk looks like or Bama Walk looks like. Them kids don't give a rip about none of that. Mama and them want some money. Mama and them want a house. Mama and them want a car. Mama and them want to make house payments. Mama and them want their, their electric pay. This is where we at. And coaches now got to do these types of things. Use that platform. The only thing I, I don't, don't like is that when you buy your way to be the official of something, meaning you bought your way, nobody chose you. So what Shane Beamer said yesterday, by choosing one of the collectors, well, the other collective, like the one that I'm a part of, Carolina Rise, has a lot to do with athletes being at the university and making deals happen. So now you got to be careful that you don't piss off the other side, right? 
so that's what I'm saying. Schools got to be very strategic. Even with these collectives, we got people trying to fight one another about who's best, this, that, and give to this one and not this one. And we got coaches got to support one and not the other. That's epic failure. And this is the problem at South Carolina because now there's divisiveness. It ain't going to work, coach. We got to hit a break. Christian Miller, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain. Noah and Justin Jones hanging out with you. What say you? 205-342-9904. We take your calls. We'll do a little breakdown. Bama, Arkansas. Let's rock and roll here on a Wednesday. Back in a moment. Hey, it's Christian Miller, and we're celebrating Roll Tide all season long at Buffalo's Cafe, where everyone is family. Grab happy hour from 2 to 6 every Monday through Friday with drink specials and half-priced appetizers. Looking for award-winning wings tossed in your favorite saucer rub? Visit us on Wednesdays for all-you-can-eat wings from 5 to 9 p.m. for $15.99. We're bringing Bama fans together for every game with good food and good times. Try our dine-in, carry-out, delivery, or catering at Midtown Village on McFarland Boulevard or order now at www.buffalos.com. Home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-810. Again, that's 205-345-8102. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cloudy sky, the chance of some light rain at times this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 75. Tonight's low, 58. Tomorrow becoming partially sunny, the high 72. Friday, occasionally cloudy, a chance of widely scattered showers, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. What you're doing are to ruin the oh, image and the style that you're used to. I'm making money, not in the collective. No, I'm not being funny. Hey, <laughs> that's a humpy dance. What you know about that? Justin, what you know about that, man? You know, I, I'm sitting here doing a dance on the old porch right now. Do the hump, the hump. Hey, I'm doing the hump, the hump. You know how to do the hump, the hump, Jay? Uh, no, but if you send me a video, I will share it on our social media and I'll learn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, I mean, Christian know how to do it though. Christian can dance. He used to do I, all the crazy I really, dances. I, I really don't. I, I'm just the. You know, I feel like the last couple of weeks, man, our, our show has been taking this twist. It's probably thanks to Justin with his song selections. You sound like like a like an R and B MC or something. Like I feel like people they're if they're switching through the channels that they didn't know this was a sports show, they would think this was like some like old school like hip hop and R and B station, like with the Justin Jones and like like. You know what I'm saying? You get you get yeah. that kind of vibe. It's, it's kind of cool though. 
No, nah, people been hitting me up. They man, you got the best music, man. Y'all be crushing it. You know what I mean? Because I like to take them back. I'm a big musical guy. You know that. I love love uh, all kinds of music. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm efforting uh, JC, my good friend JC Sherbert. Uh, he and I had a radio show called The Box years ago, and um, I mean I years you spoke ago. Him up. Yeah, yeah, and, and I asked him to call in because I want he he worked for ESPN. He was a big the biggest recruiting guy nationally out there for a long time. Uh, he and I did our radio show called The Box. We worked and then we had an afternoon drive show. He, myself, and Mike Morgan, who is uh, on ESPN and, and the SEC Network, he just don't play by play for a lot. And now JC is the owner of Carolina Rise, uh, is the collective at the University of South Carolina who. I happen to do some things with help out, mentoring, alumni, gathering, all that good stuff. So, J.C. now joins us on the program, The Miller's Edge. J.C., the first time, baby. Welcome in with Corey and Christian and Justin Jones. Yeah, good to be with you guys. And uh, Christian, uh, that's the whole secret to doing a great radio show with your dad. Uh, I'll tell you the story. When the box <laughs> first started, man, I was young, and I had, I had all this bed music, this generic stuff playing, and you know, we were kind of getting used to each other. We sort of slogged on through it. And then one day, <laughs> I just opened it up. I opened up the playbook, right? And, boy, it, we had the best best bumper music ever, man. It was, uh, it was along those lines. <laughs> Everything from R&B to country. I mean, we would just pick a song and roll. I mean, and that, that really made that show, it made it sing, so to speak. So you got yes, me on the right did. track for that. Well, they loved yeah. it so much, J.C., they took it from the – uh, mid mornings and put us in the in the afternoon drive. We were rolling and and that's where you hear me say take it to the people. JC, that was our thing, right? We always take it to the yep. people. Exactly, man. It was uh we had all kinds of characters. It was like a mini miniature fine bomb almost. Yeah. You know, we had like Big yeah. Red and uh, all yeah. these guys, man. They call it what's up, you know. So it was a uh, <laughs> it was a blast, man. I I I, I remember those days fondly. I yeah, remember well, Jason, Big Red, okay. believe it or not. <laughs> do you do? I, do you remember Big yeah, Red? I think, I, well, I think he had uh, the school that my mom worked for. I think uh, one of his kids went there, and he used to always <laughs> talk about you. I, I, and he literally went by Big Red. I mean, I think the teachers called yeah. him Big Red. Yeah. yeah so he was a Big Red figure, is man. in the box. <laughs> yeah, we made yeah, him famous in the box. We, we had a marathon uh, broadcast one time at, at this uh, place in Columbia. Big Red had too many drinks. <laughs> and we got toward the end of that thing. He was grabbing the bike. Corey, they were like, man, come on, dog. A big, big Red. But he called the JC Corey. Big Red is in the box. He's in the box. Right, those, yeah. those were the days, man. We enjoyed those days. But, JC, let's get right to it, man, because I just had, a, you know, I'm, I'm famous for, you know, me doing a little rant when things. I don't like, but I heard Mark Stoops' comments and then Shane Beamer doubled down yesterday about this whole Georgia Vine players and how important we know how important NIL is and collectives and all of that. And, and, uh, I kind of got a little, little sideways because I'm, you know, they mentioned one that's bought the name or the rights, I should say, but, but it takes more than that to be successful. What was your, your com, your thoughts on, uh, Mark Stoops' comments and then Shane Beamer doubling down about yeah. coaches now vocally saying these types of things? Yeah, I mean, James Franklin, I think, was the first. Uh, Penn State, their situation's good, but they're in a conference with Ohio State. And Ohio State, what's hilarious to me is you talk to any coach about, like, getting into a quote-unquote NIL battle with them, and, and you, you're going to lose, usually, because they got a lot of cheddar. 
up there. And I think it's hilarious that Ohio State AD is in front of Congress whining about it. And I'm like, man, that's 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 Ohio State. But anyway, James Franklin mentioned that because of Ohio State. What's funny is Michigan may have the best team in the country this year, and they don't even talk about it. <laughs> a bunch of three- and four-star <laughs> kids that are just tough as nails. But uh, anyway, that's beside the point. Mark Stoops, it was disappointing to me because, number one, Georgia is not out there recruiting based on their NIL. They, they have a great system there with, with, with what they do. Uh, the Classic City Collective kind of sets a standard. Uh, they have plenty of NIL money. But kids aren't flocking to that program based on just money. I mean, Kentucky can offer whatever they want. You're probably not going to beat Georgia on on kids. They're just they're kind of at a different level now. Are they at Alabama's level like Alabama was for ten years or still is? Probably getting there. Uh, you know, I, I think their win over Kentucky was impressive. But you know, that's not who Mark Stoops is. Mark Stoops is kind of the antithesis of their basketball coach, John Calipari. He's a blue-collar, find them, develop them. It's almost like Michigan State used to be in the Big Ten with Mark Dantz. In fact, they get some of the same players Michigan State did out of Ohio because they're the closest SEC school to that state. And so it was disappointing because I, I thought that was kind of like spitting. He, he kind of spat on himself, like on who he is as a coach. You know, now I understand the frustration. If fans are upset and, you know, you, you don't feel like you got enough money to compete and all that, I get it. But Kentucky's situation, last time I checked, judging from the transfer portal last year, was just fine. I mean, their starting running back was at Vandy. He wasn't coming for free. Uh, their second running back was at NC State. He wasn't coming for free. Their starting quarterback was at NC State. He wasn't coming for free. You know, so mm. I, I, I get it and I don't. I just I, I felt a little cringy. With, with Stoops because I, I just have so much respect for him as to how right. he built his program, you know, because I'm, I'm a nerd about that stuff, you know, I'm like a recruiting nerd. So obviously I'm like, oh, wow, you get a couple off from Ohio, you do this, you do that, you can compete. And he's done a fantastic job. You know, I, I don't think Kentucky will ever get over the hump, uh, especially now that divisions are going away, all that good stuff. They're going to be a nice, solid football team. It's hard to beat. Uh, and they're going to upset some people. But, you know, you, you just you got to kind of understand where you're at. And don't throw shade on Georgia. I mean, I, I just I know some of those guys that coach at Georgia. They're good dudes. They're not out there cheating. I promise. They're they're, they're out there. They have a robust offering in Iowa because they're Georgia and they're close to Atlanta and lots of opportunity there. But that's not why they have a bunch of studs. It's because they're good coaches. They're a championship level football program. They won two in a row. Um, as much as it hurts me to say, as a Gamecock, you know, <laughs> uh, they're, they're they're really good this year, you know. But uh, it's uh, you know, I, I just I didn't like the shade uh, thrown there, and I thought it was very out of character for him. Um, as far as Beamer goes, you know, I'm not going to comment on the whole collective versus collective thing, Corey. I think you probably summed that up pretty well. But at South Carolina right now, obviously, you need all hands on deck. They're behind. Uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind situation with. A couple of initiatives that, that the NCAA said no to, uh, and they're playing catch up. So, you know, I, I guess the money talks, and you know, when when you when you do, you know, purchase that 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 right to be the um, the official one, uh, this type of stuff's going to happen. But uh, anybody that saw the tweet with the video on it, you know, if you click on that link, it goes to a page that has the other collective and us listed. So we're still listed and. 
man, we, we did this thing called the 3130 initiative. Uh, we're giving away tickets to the Clemson game. And, uh, I haven't told you this yet, Corey, but you know, we've got $12,000, uh, in with just people giving $31, uh, to enter a drawing, uh, in the last two days. So, um, wow. overall, I think things are going pretty well, uh, with that, but, uh, you know, it's a grind and it's tough and, you know, it's the, try not, try, I, I don't want to be competitive, but I would like, I, I believe in fairness. And right. so, uh, you know, whoever's fair, you know, whatever the fair, whatever's fair is fair uh, to me. And I'll leave it at that with that one. Yeah. And we all about the same thing is trying to, to enhance the, the athletes of the University of South Carolina. But it's just it just puts a, a wedge, I think, when you when somebody's able to buy the right and the other side is still doing the same thing. I think it just creates controversy and competition. Yep. It's unfortunate. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree with you there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, that situation will be resolved at some point. But I don't know when. So I'm just trying to <laughs> get as much money in the door as I can and uh, help the University of South Carolina. Well, J.C., I think you're spot on about Georgia. <clears throat> I mean, because clearly, uh, you know, Alabama, before NIL and all this had opened up, I mean, there's a reason we were having back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you know, number one recruiting classes, you know, number one because of Coach Saban and his ability to recruit. But like you said, number two, when you're building a championship program and you're having sustained success, people want to be a part of that. And I think that's why kids uh, prior choosing Georgia right now over a place like Kentucky is because, you know, they're back-to-back national champions uh, you're arguably going to go compete in the college football playoffs or play for a national championship. They're putting, uh, you know, a lot of guys in the NFL, just like Alabama, right? So, I mean, I, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why he would necessarily point Georgia out in that situation. He might have just been a little salty about that football game. But I, I want to ask you, <laughs> you know, with everything going on in terms of, you know, NIL and, and, and coaches just saying, like, we need more resources, need more money. I mean, do you ever see at some point, you know, the NCAA stepping in and, and going back to the drawing board and coming up with a new model that says, hey, uh, we're going to cap out the number, uh, like almost like a salary cap, like the number that, uh, you know, that you can pay folks? Or do you ever see that happening in college football? Christian, I, I think to do something like that, because the NCAA right now, we all have to understand, they're very risk adverse. And in our country, with our, our system, capitalism, you can't limit people's income. The courts, on no matter what side of the aisle you're on, the courts do not, I mean, the Supreme Court busted the NCAA 9 nothing last time when it was about ousted money, which is academic money. Uh, and, and so I think they were kind of warned, if you get back up here, your whole business model's going down. And so... If they did cap it with the NCAA specifically, I just don't, I just don't, I just, I think they would get sued. I mean, because, you know, how are you, how are you supposed to determine, you know, like Spencer Rattler uh, gets a deal for, for six figures? You know, how are you supposed to say, well, now you can only get 95, you know, uh, and, and that that's just the way our country is. I mean, it's, uh, it's America, you know. <laughs> you're supposed to have unlimited income um, if you if you if you if you're worth it. Now, let's say Power Five football broke off and they created a new league, and they just they and they started paying salaries and they started paying stipends, and that was in addition to your academic money and all that good stuff. And you could probably because you'd have a league that was a separate entity like the NFL, you could collectively bargain. 
Uh, and then that way you say, okay, everybody in the interest of parity, everybody's got the same pool of money here. Um, and you could do something too, like, and I, I've mentioned this on Wimp and Barry's show, I, I think because television is essentially NIL. I mean, Christian, when you played for the Panthers and played for the Tide, you know, they were using your name, image, likeness, right? Right. So, so why not give them, give them a two year exclusive with just TV money and then whoever's worth it can get more on top of that. So, wow. so that, that's my take. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Well, JC, man, I, I wanted to come on, just comment on that because I know you know it better than anybody. You can catch him on. Uh, what, what day you come on with Wimp and Bears? Uh, oh, t- t- tomorrow morning, 7, 7.30, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, catch him uh, with Wimp and Barry. He, he, uh, He's the brains behind that that that, that Thursday morning, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we love cool. Barry. We love Barry. But I uh, guess JC is always on the tide. Been coming on the tide for a lot of years. So he's my partner, and uh, we work do some stuff for Carolina Rides. The Big Spur is uh, his website here at the University of South Carolina, and then also the Gamecock Show. Uh, you can catch him there yeah. too. And uh, was it Chief Sports? Is that what it's called, JC? Chief Sports app, yeah, and uh, JC and Morgan podcast is on there too every Monday morning. We talk every a lot of Alabama on that. We talk yep. a lot of Alabama. Monday. So uh, he yeah, does a lot of Gamecocks. He does does it all: recruiting, SEC football in general. So they do it all. So JC, man, I want to say thank you, and uh, hopefully you'll come back on with us again and talk some more, break some ball down oh. for us. Hey, great to be on with you guys. Uh, congratulations, Christian and Corey, and I uh, hope to talk to you soon. All right, brother. Yes, sir. That's JC Sherman, the Big Spur Gamecock Show. JC and Morgan on Chief Sports. You can get that app. Uh, he does it all. Been doing this thing for a long time. Quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to Alabama, Arkansas. We'll break that down for you. Take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We're sponsored by a good friend at the Good Feet Store. We'll be back in a moment. For championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Arkansas in an SEC showdown. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Are you too? This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to this hump day edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WBTC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. But you know what today is? It's Wednesday. That means it's bash night over at Buffalo's Cafe. All-you-can-eat wings for $17.99, the best deal in town. All-you-can-eat fries as well. So head on over to Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. You can combine flavors. You won't be disappointed. They keep bringing them over and over and over until you can't take any more. So go and check them out. Bash night at Buffalo's Cafe. And we'll be there this Friday as we return uh, to kick game day weekends off the right way at Buffalo's Cafe from 11 to 1. So make sure you're there. We, uh, we will record our show live starting at 11. Be hanging out until 1 o'clock and uh, enjoying some good food and getting game day. We can start the right way as Alabama will take on Arkansas this Saturday. 
the 14th at 11 a.m. early one. And speaking of Alabama, Arkansas, remember Alumni Hall is giving away two tickets to that game this week in October 14th and a $250 gift card. So head on over to the store in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com and pick Alabama to enter the sweepstakes and shop the latest and greatest football season items or Alabama items, period. They got the hat wall. They've got Yeti products, anything and everything Alabama, you name it. So head on over to Alumni Hall. It's fall weather coming up. Go get your hoodies, your jackets. You can't beat the deals they have over at Alumni Hall. So check them out again in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com. Where all the, uh, excuse me, where the ultimate Crimson Tide fans shop. That was a lot. Yeah, we real, got it out. We made it. <laughs> we made it real quick, too. I got some more information for you because after the Arkansas game, you know what's next. <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, the new R&R Smoking Elephant Cigar. This is the 2023 official victory cigar of the Alabama-Tennessee game. Go to www.randy, excuse me, rnrcigars.com. It's www.rnrcigars.com. And use the promo code Miller's Edge for 20% off and free shipping. Let me say it again, www.rnrcigars.com and use the promo code Miller's Edge for your 20% off and free shipping for the Victory Cigar, the Alabama-Tennessee game. I saw them last week. Very nice. Uh, the, the dates on there inscribed on the box and uh, really cool stuff. So make sure you check uh, rnrcigars.com. Use that promo, Miller's Edge. All right, here we go. Arkansas, Alabama, Christian. Uh, again, this game, uh, as we talked about, I, I think it's uh, a key game at home. It's homecoming. It's going to be early. I, I never played at 11 a.m. I don't know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> I will be sleepy. I need several cups of Starbucks uh, probably to get going. But this is the game, Alabama. I think they're favored by 19, 19 and a half. Uh, so, you know, everybody thinks they should win close to three touchdowns, three scores for sure. Uh, I think they will do that. I think Alabama bounces back. I feel like they got their moxie, the mojo going after the big win on the road at College Station over A&M. Uh, Milrow is playing great. We cautioned Joseph the other day. Just We don't want people to get too high uh, after that performance. That may not be the way they play every game where he throws it for 300. I think it's just going to depend how Arkansas tries to defend uh, this Alabama offense. I think it's going to be imperative that they find a way uh, Christian, to get the running game going, because you mentioned that on yesterday, one of the things that you might might have been a little bit disappointed with the run game. I said the offensive line, they need to get that going because that's going to pay huge dividends uh, going forward the second half of the season. But I expect them to get going. Defense, we are both sold on. Uh, I think they're going to be awesome. I think they're going to continue to get better. Love the job that Kevin Steele doing up front, a T-Rob doing on the back end. But I think this is a game Alabama is going to be uh, rolling once again. I think you know, what they have to do is keep getting better and uh, just keep winning, get better. You know, who cares where they are in the polls? Just keep winning, and they'll find themselves in that college football playoff conversation. I think now I saw a, a pre-SPN, now their, their uh, chances of making the uh, football playoffs, uh, Christian, has gone up to 30%. Nobody was talking about that beginning of the season, preseason. Alabama's done. The dynasty is crumbling. Taylor Swift, the Swifties out there, the Alabama Swifties were saying that the dynasty is over. Even their own, a lot of their own fan base, media folks have given up on the tie, but they have found themselves back into that conversation. 
and hopefully they don't really now listen to the rap poison. I, I hope they continue to talk bad. Don't you, Christian, about what they can't do and how Texas A&M, Chris Doring, is better, better on special teams. But it's amazing that everything he said they were better at, Alabama dominated. It was so good. Right. That video, I don't know if you saw what they put out on the, on the uh, Alabama football uh, X. That video was priceless, man. But everything he said that Texas A&M was better than Alabama at well, Alabama just did something special in those areas. So I feel good about this game. I, we'll get into it a lot more tomorrow. But, again, you do serve caution because they do have players right at Arkansas. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, I think, is a phenomenal football player. Uh, the running back is back, although he looks like he's been eating some pancakes. Looks like he's been at too many bash nights. <laughs> I mean, I know he was hurt, but maybe he ate too many chicken wings when he was on the on the, uh, on the pine hurt. But uh, he hadn't, hadn't rocket is what I'm talking about. Is what I'm talking about. Uh, doesn't look the same. So, you know, running game, you know, KJ Jefferson can make all the throws. Uh, the offensive line of Arkansas, not really good. I think our defensive front going to just pad those stat, uh, numbers this week. Uh, I think they harassed KJ Jefferson. Got to get him on the ground though, because he's a big dude. Um, but, um, honestly, I'm not too concerned about this game. But again, you still say caution because you don't want to get too high off that last game and then come back home and pee down your leg. Exactly, and that's why I look at this game. I would, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a trap game by any means, but I think this is a game you want to be cautious in. Not necessarily in the in in the sense that oh, they need to be cautious; they could lose this football game. You know, Arkansas hasn't beat Alabama since 2006. Not that that matters now, but you know, I'm just just throwing that out there. But I say it in the sense that I think Arkansas is on a four game losing streak. They're 0 and three in SEC play, but if you watch their games. Um, you know, they're a tough football team. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, they're not necessarily the greatest football team, but just because if you, if you look at their record, it doesn't tell the whole picture. I mean, uh, they played LSU, who's, who's decent. They're solid and really good offense, at least. And the score was 34-31. Um, you know, they lost to BYU 38-31. You know, Texas A&M kind of pulled away in the second half. They lost 34-22. You know, uh, when they played Ole Miss, uh, I think it was 20 to 27, right? So I say all that to say, I mean, you just got to gotta realize, you know, their, their record doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, they're 0-3 in SEC play, but they play these teams tough. And so you got to expect that when they come into Bryant-Denny Stadium. I mean, they don't really have anything to lose at this point. Um, and what, 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 nothing, nothing else could really save their season than, than beating Alabama at home, right? So they're, they're going to give everything they got. Um, you know, they got some familiar, some familiar faces on that, uh, coaching staff. Dan Enos, my former uh, teammate and roommate, Derek Keith. You know, they're excited to come into Bryant Denny Stadium and get to play. You mentioned KJ Jefferson, a big guy, a pretty solid player. You know, he's somewhat turnover prone. He's got six interceptions on the year, but he's passed for 1300 yards. You know, can, can make some plays with his legs. He's not the most athletic, but he, he's a little mobile uh, for a big guy, but he's, you know, like you said, six three, six four, two fifty. So they're going to get them on the ground, but that's where I think we're really going to strive. I think our pass rush is going to be great in this game. Um, just looking at, uh, you know, Bama's numbers. I mean, we're, we're kind of in like the middle of the pack. We're not like 82nd in rushing offense, 84th in passing offense. That's in the country. Um, doesn't necessarily tell the whole story, but I think this is a, is a solid football team that Alabama is going to play. You know, I think we'll definitely beat them by double digits. Uh, I hate to say it, but pretty easily, right? I, I do believe it's going to be that type of game. But I think it all will be dependent on Alabama's mindset, right? As long as these guys don't go into this game, uh, you know, feeling themselves too much kind of based off what they've been doing, coming off a big win in College Station, 
um, and they go out there with the right mentality and want to keep playing with that same hunger and intensity, I think they'll uh, get the job done pretty easily. But, um, yeah, when you, when you look at Arkansas, I mean, again, it's they're a solid football team. They're not great, but the stats and the records don't tell the whole story. So definitely give a more in-depth breakdown uh, tomorrow. But from watching them, yeah, they're a solid football team. I mean, when you look at them, um, you know, they, they play physical. They're tough. Um, they just they just got to do a better job of finding ways to win. I mean, you look at, you know, their numbers in the conference. They're not very impressive either. I mean, in terms of their Russian offense, they come in at uh, 12th in the conference out of 14. Passing is, is not much better. Uh, I think they might be, and pulling it up now, passing offense or 10th, right? Um, so they, yeah. they, they're, they're struggling. You know, they're struggling. But, again, if you watch them on tape, you can't just look at the stats. If you watch them on tape, they're a tough football team that's going to play you hard, right? I mean, in that game against LSU, that was in Baton Rouge. They went on the road in Baton Rouge. So um, they're going to come here with something to prove. It's an early game. Uh, matter of fact, we had a question. <laughs> Sorry. As there it is. Was. Bad dog. I told you. You knew it was coming. Um, But, uh yeah, no, you know, I had a question. Somebody reached out and they asked about timing of games and, and what uh, I preferred, you know, whether earlier games or late games. And I always said, as a player, um, I was kind of in between. I like a 2.30 game. 11 o'clock is way too early. You get up early. Pre-game meal is at like 8 o'clock, right? So you're eating like steak and lasagna Chicken and biscuits. at 8 o'clock. No, no, our pregame meal is, you know, yeah, steak. I think, yeah, it'd be steak, lasagna, some vegetables, you know. I would do like steak like and eggs. I guess, you know, you try to do the carbohydrates because they've pushed the carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, we, like baked potato. Yeah. We'd have eggs yeah. as well. They also have some pancakes. I mean, they, they do have everything you can think of, but it just, I always ate the same thing. I always would eat like steak, eggs, a little bit of lasagna, baked potato. And so eating that at like 8.45 in the morning was weird. But, um, yeah, so I, prefer, I would say a 2.30 game because a night game – it's fun. The atmosphere is better. It's one of the, probably the best atmosphere. However, you got to sit around all day waiting to play. And I was one of those guys. I was eager to get out there. Like, I, I just wanted to play. Like, I didn't want to sit in the hotel room. I feel like I'd start getting lazy. Not lazy, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're sitting around way too long. Like, I'd have to get up, stretch, do a little workouts and push-ups in my room. Um, so 2.30 was that sweet spot for me. So now Scott, who asked that, he's sending an email. Uh, so, yeah, guys, if you ever just want to ask questions, you can always email us. You can always... Uh, tweet us or send an X, a post on X at the Miller's Edge or call we'll us. We'll create a text line. Or even, guys, on the uh, Tide 109 app, you can send us messages and we can see them and I can let you guys know what they are. See, that? see, we never promoted that. There you go, Justin. Why you been holding that back? Hey, uh, come on, Justin. Jones. You've been holding out, man. <laughs> You've been holding out, dog. What's up with that? Hey, I, it, I was, you know... I was talking to all those, you know, all the girls on the messages, you know, the Justin Jones. Oh, yeah, the oh, Justin wow. Jones. Now, it's coming out. Now, now the truth's coming ah, out. Ah, yeah. Oh, Lord. We love we it, man. We're going to get. Before it gets a little, it's about to take a bad turn. If we yeah, all right, we'll do that. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> well, we stepped off the page a little bit today. Take a little bit of a break from Alabama, but we'll get back into it tomorrow. Give you our keys to the game and kind of break down what Alabama needs to do. And we'll pick more up on the rush around the SEC Although we did that with JC, we're talking about the NIL. But we'll get that tomorrow. Hope you have a great rest of your day here on a hump day. As the song says, we got to roll out to put your hands together and roll with us. We're rolling out. Big News Sports is next. Been a great show. Thank you, JC Sherbert. Thank you, Justin Jones, Christian Miller. I'm the Pastor Payne. We're rolling out. Peace and God bless.
You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always live.